You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Black Box After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Black Box After Show. A little bit of crazy train there to get us kicked off. It was totally crazy tonight. I'm so happy you're joining us for ABC's After Show tonight. I'm Mindy Thomas. And I'm Jade Howard. Welcome. We've got a lot to break down, amazing insights, and what a quick-flowing episode. I mean, talk about cray-cray. It was cray-cray. Episode number eight, (laughs) and you have a free will, and so did the dude tonight, uh, Danny Boy. We're going to be getting into that. Boy, that was uh, some... Some serious uh, shooter on the loose. But before we get into that intensity, <laughs> the killer sh- on the loose. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. That was, uh, whoa, I'm coming down off of that. All right. So Catherine open. Woo. Woo. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. My- you lost your headphones. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy train's coming after me right here. I'm going to get you. <laughs> the box is coming after you, Mindy. All right. So Catherine. <laughs> we, we got to- Woo! Okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay. okay. I can't look at you for 45 minutes with your hair like that. I lost my oh, mind. Catherine wakes up yes. like I'm doing right now. And I tell you what, she is fantasizing. It looks like in the show open, mm-hmm. she's reflecting back on last week's episode between her relationship with Dr. Bickman and herself. Exactly. He offered her, he said, do you want to go get a drink with me in the last episode? And we did not know this, but apparently she said or maybe she said yes. And it wasn't quite, quite clear because no. she was at Will's apartment, mm-hmm. and yet she was thinking about someone besides him. Yeah. Ian, and it was like the, yeah, Dr. Bickman. <laughs> Bick? But Teresa's not here. For him. <laughs> Teresa's not here to say Bickman. She's at VideoCon right now in Anaheim's. We miss you. Anyways, so, yeah, she's like in the bed. She's having this really intense fantasy and it like flashes to her being by herself first so she's just like groping herself almost and then it's like to her and Bickman in the bed together we weren't quite clear as to what exactly what was going I wasn't on, clear either but you believe is it true that you I, believe that they I were do in fact believe... involved it wasn't just uh, simply that that she was hoping for for that interaction it seemed like it was more of a lust thing and my prediction from last week refused to allow me to even think that she would even take it that far so soon like that with him but we'll stay tuned for that one because we're going to let you know. We'll go, we'll go a little deeper into that a little later on into the show. We'll tease you with that and let you know our opinions and what actually happened. But definitely showed her feelings about Will because you're engaged to Will and you're fantasizing about your colleague. 
she is wearing someone else's ring. Now, this can be typical mm-hmm. when someone gets cold feet. They might have different fears arise, and I'm sounding like a psychiatrist, supposedly. <laughs> well, you've been watching Black Box for long enough. Right. You have the credentials can... now to psychoanalyze anybody and anything, especially the show, if you want to. Well, after watching Vanessa Redgrave's performance, I feel like I can diagnose someone and sit down with them. If Vanessa can, why can't Mindy? She she makes the performance <laughs> just so believable she... and just draws you right into the room with her, which mm-hmm. there was some some cray cray thing going on in in her uh, yes. office as well. We're going to get into that, but but in terms of the love triangle, where are we at right now in this episode with Will? Mm-hmm. Catherine is seeming totally disinterested in Will because he comes in confessing, hey, Delilah was at the restaurant last night. Yes. She totally staged a break in, and then she was wearing practically nothing. And I mm-hmm. was surprised at Catherine's response. Not emotional, mm-hmm. not upset. She didn't it's, she didn't care. She didn't care that another woman is after her fiance. I know if like my fiance told me that I would just be <laughs> I'd be livid and like losing my mind and like screaming at him or something. And she was just so cool, calm and collected. Mind you, he was trying to call her. So he wasn't even going to go to her place to check on her. She just wasn't answering all night long, and he was worried. Yeah, he came there because he was concerned for her well-being. He was scared for her. And then she's there, and he's like, I've been trying to reach you. And she says, oh, I must have left my phone at the office. That's my... That's my Dr. Black oh. impersonation. Oh, okay. Yeah, that um, was the that cell phone. When the cell phone is off and nobody's looking for a call or a text, uh, there's some emotional detachment happening. Mm-hmm. I feel like that. And was- it even shows how he, the, how they really feel about each other because she didn't even think, let me check my phone. Let me see if he was calling me. None of that. She just was just like, oh, I, I must have left my phone at work. But after he confesses everything about him and Delilah, her phone falls out of her coat pocket. And she's, oh, it must have been in my coat pocket this whole time. And she makes her way to the cube. And Mm -hmm. as she's walking down the hall, she sees who else but Big flirting with a woman in the hallway doing his usual. Have you been to what was the country? Some banter of uh, that's Bali. Imp- have you been yeah. to Bali? Like, <laughs> quite impressive. We've all been right. there. Yeah, I've, I've, you've been there. <laughs> no. I was going to say, check you out. <laughs> I'm starting to talk like Beckman. I know, and I'm going to talk like <laughs> Doctor Black. <laughs> no, so but it's crazy because he's just flirting with her, and she, the way she walks down the hallway, it was almost like, who are you talking to? Yes, she's mm-hmm. starting to seem territorial to come into her own emotions mm-hmm. that she was hiding that Teresa had pointed out that she was actually hiding those feelings. They're surfacing. She's starting to understand what's mm-hmm. really going on more on the inside. Teresa's right. And Teresa's at vi- VideoCon. I was wrong. She was right. Her prediction so far is so so proving to be right. (laughs) That's right. And Dr. Black questions Ian about their relationship, sort of cornering Mm -hmm. him in the office, uh, saying, let's talk about this. And he's like, okay. What did did you think about that exchange between them? I mean, it's almost one of those things where it's, hey, Dr. Black, I don't know if you remember or not, but there's an engagement ring on your finger. Why are you asking this man about 
clarifying your relationship. Like, it didn't mean anything. It was nothing. And he's just thinking, okay, that's fine. And you don't know if he's okay with almost as if he won her over or got her to care or if he's pretending not to care. Exactly. Is he the real deal or is this some kind of uh, addiction or adrenaline rush? Yeah. I still think it's a, quick a bit fix. of a I think it's a bit of a quick fix still. I'm still yeah. not convinced. Well, it's a quick fix because of the escapism mm-hmm. sort of involved with both of them. Yeah, but it's also crazy because like we said earlier, we weren't sure if they were if she was fantasizing the fantasy or if it was actually happening. It actually happened and the way she confronted him in the office shows that it happened. Okay, because again, I was thinking at that time that, that okay, here's just another fantasy that her that her real feelings are coming out, and she's hoping that this would happen. But but I think the conversation happened. The kiss was fake. It was almost like she started to fantasize. She started fantasizing about kissing. But then she him. did go up to him. No, she did not. She did not. Time, she didn't right. kiss him. She was just sitting there. There, but they, that's when they cut to them still standing on opposite sides, and he's like, "Hello." It was dead air between them but she was really having this fantasy that she went up to him and kissed him and it was so passionate and then it, it didn't happen yeah he because he when she when he uh responded to her question about talking about the relationship mm-hmm. he says i love surprises life is so boring without them I, that was a good i'm glad you wrote that down mindy you're always good with writing down those quotes. well there's some incredible writing yes and a lot of the lines come from him mm-hmm. uh i just love the the directness and sort of how he delivers those as well yes now kate talks to her brother about feeling trapped Mm-hmm. by the thought of marriage and she's trying to kind of pan out her feelings of course mm-hmm. he is going to do the brother thing and say okay you have got to stay the course with will he's a good guy is she taking will for granted is she taking advantage of the fact that will now knows she is bipolar so mm-hmm. she's thinking everybody will accept me now she could say i was just not on my meds sorry no you can't use that as an excuse all the time when that's not really what actually happened that's already ran out pocket is empty yeah. you can't use that one again <laughs> there's a hole in the pocket that changed and ran out you you can't resort to that anymore does she have anything left to resort to? I don't think. Yeah, Doctor Bickman. Uh, <laughs> okay, but Will but, is is has proven. Hey, I really love you. I put a ring on your finger. I've invited you over even to meet my mother. Despite how I know awkward that was in the last episode. Oh, that was, talk about awkward family dinner. Is she still reeling from that? Is that what this is all about? I think it became too real, and I think now she's coming to terms with the realness of this engagement, and that when you're engaged to somebody, that means that you're going to marry them. When you marry someone, it's with the intention to spend the rest of your life with them. And I don't think she's ready for that. Is monogamy still, um, is commitment a part of the modern day marriage? I'm getting a little lost. Here. Oh, I mean, that, it makes you question a lot of things just in the way in which our society is the direction that we're going in when it comes to these type of commitments because it's, it's a little bit of real life. I know people who are engaged and they're getting married and they start having like cold feet, but it's not normal cold feet. It's, it's like a hesitation, this fear of commitment. Well, before people would be excited and look forward to something like that. Are they spinning like out into other relationships? Um, 
Yeah. Oh. I I mean, I'm not telling on any friends. Okay, so so this has more to (laughs) do. I want to have friends after this. (laughs) With a heart issue. It doesn't really have to do with the fact that there's bipolar and that she's on medication. That's such a good point that you bring up because it definitely, definitely shows that it's not about the disorder. I think you thought at first that it was about the disorder and that's what caused her to not be faithful because she says, when I'm not on my meds, I do really bad things. Like what? Oh, like cheat on you. But now she's not on her meds. She's on her meds. We've seen her be so mentally sound and heroic. And exactly. as a neuroscientist, I mean, she's famed, uh, famous and well known mm-hmm. as a neuroscientist. I mean, she can hold her own and well, highly respected. I mean, highly respected. So what's her deal? <laughs> and that's where it goes back into sort of the uh, the flawed hero. Do you think that it's almost maybe the medicine is making her like she always says she doesn't feel like herself. Hmm. So maybe she's coming to like these terms that she isn't herself and that she isn't a woman of commitment. Could she be on the wrong medication? She could. I I think maybe the medicine is making her. I mean, she functions pretty amazingly staying up all night Mm -hmm. by someone's side. And we'll get into that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Delilah tells Will, uh, I was really surprised at how forward she was. She's coming right at Will and she's telling him, hey, Catherine does not have any interest in you. I see it and I know you see it. I I was like, do people really talk to people like that when they're trying to uh, Mm -hmm. break up an engagement? And then she even admitted, and maybe the way you don't see it is the way I don't see it about you not wanting me. Okay. And that's another love triangle. Like, what if, is that like a star? We put the shapes and overlap. Are we like dealing with like a a love star? It's not even a triangle anymore. Let me tell you, Will is nobody's fool. And he called her out on that manipulation. He said, I know exactly what Mm -hmm. you're doing here. But yet I think he was still influenced by the subtleties. (laughs) He was. But did you see the way he picked her up and turned her around like in a 180? He's like, cause she was in his, she was in his way. So he picks her up. I'm like, how tiny is she? Yeah, because picked up like that. He just rotates her and then just sits her down. Let's remember why he's not getting her out of the picture. Because if he fires her, then there could be some kind of weird lawsuit and he's a chef aspiring to accomplish his dreams and those Mm -hmm. could go up in smoke. Yeah, she can totally, she can just, she has the, the, Lila has the power to destroy everything that Will has worked so hard for. So he has to walk on eggshells for her. And Will talks to Catherine, but, uh, you know, again, she doesn't show any interest. But he, uh, lo and behold, later finds something in her uh, possessions. He finds a pen with a certain hotel name on it. And we all know who lives at that hotel, but he has not found that out yet. No, he doesn't know, but I, he's <laughs> on to, Will is on to something. He, Will is not, you're right. I think Delilah put something in his head that definitely opened up his eyes. And I think that he needed that reality uh, check, even if it is from the woman that shows up, as we saw in the previous episode, to your restaurant, half naked and literally just underwear and a bra. And just sits on the counter in which you're preparing food, but that's a whole other. And he's just like, wait a minute, she's on to something. She knows something. Let me. It, she got into his head, right. and that's what she wants. So she he, wants to get into his head. So he gets on the bunny trail and starts mm-hmm. a hop, and, and he finds some things himself. He that does totally do support her point of view. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump into Gordon. He's a case study that's Mm -hmm. just been fired from the bank. Dr. Black is called into the cube to look at this video. Mm -hmm. And uh, there was some some sort of hand movement uh, and 
the man, Gordon, has severe epilepsy. Uh, the left hand does not know what the right hand is right. doing. Mm-hmm. It's called alien hand syndrome. Yeah, that was such an interesting... He just... It causes him to do things that he can't control because he had brain surgery. Yeah. And so it was a side effect from the surgery. The surgery was successful, but a very rare side effect in which, of course, he has, makes his hands do things that he can't control. So he's yeah. at work, just a daily day, just doing his business as a bank teller, and he's just pocketing money from the bank. And it's so obvious. Yeah. Now, sometimes I'm, I may not want my right hand to know what my left hand is doing when it comes to money, but this, <laughs> this goes, really didn't know what was going on. But I don't want somebody else controlling my money like that, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Exactly. Someone's just like the pot. This is like giving this man hundreds and he's just chink, chink, chink. Yeah, so he was lucky he didn't go to prison, but then they knew he had a medical condition. Right, so they they let him. So he lost his job and his fiance basically throws this ultimatum of, we're not getting married in four weeks as we have planned to do if we can't get this under control. So so a different medication is needed? Right. They ended up doing Botox on his arm, and it pretty much healed. It was a really quick Amazing. case study. It was one of those things where usually I feel that there's always two people that they have a case study on, and they go so much more deeper into it. But maybe because there was so much more going on in this episode, they really couldn't touch on him. So we only really got just a little bit of it. It was quick. It wasn't yeah. as exciting of a storyline to me either. So it was okay that it was. Well, another quick storyline was also Dr. Lena because mm-hmm. uh, she was exposed to. Exposed. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Leo had walked in. <laughs> one of the interns walks in and he finds her with her toothbrush in her mouth and the doors were open her bed. <laughs> right. And we saw her hidden <laughs> lair before, but I thought that she's where she took her nap. But it was a pretty high-tech room. How did she sneak that in there? Like, the doors, they have a sound when they open. When I open the doors in my house, you might hear, like, a a crack or creak or something. I think the cube has some serious WD-40, and so they're all good Right, because the doors are like, it's like you're watching Batman. I felt like I was watching Batman, the way, like, the doors open. like, Oh, <laughs> you, yeah. Did you notice yeah, that when the doors open? Hydraulics? Is yes. That, yeah, there that, you go. That's what it was like. That, those doors had some serious hydraulics. And and Leo calls it like it is. He says, you're agoraphobic. And so he does have some memory coming back. Exactly. He d- you're, you know what? I didn't pick up on that, but that's so true. Maybe it's not hyper memory, but maybe he'll be a little bit more on uh, top of it, on the norm, except mm-hmm. instead of the exceptional, which is again another storyline that that's kind of weaved throughout some of these episodes. But before we go into Leo, because I feel like that's where we're about to go, I just want to say that she tells him, "Don't you tell anybody <laughs> that I have that fear," which brings me okay. Really random. Kind of random, but not too random. But also brings me back to when that guy, this plumber guy who was trying to court her and just really liked her and she really liked him and she wouldn't go on the date with him. Remember he brought her a cronut? Yes. He brought her a cronut. He had to bring her the cronut and he's like, let's go get a cronut. Let's go on a date. Yeah. And she would not go and she stood him up. Okay, that and is now we know why. because she doesn't leave the cube. She, she lives, lives and in, breathes and exists and in the cube. Does everything. Uh, she shaves her legs, you know. Brushes her teeth. That's what I'm talking has, about. Has has overnight company. <laughs> All right, so let's go back to the gruesome mm-hmm. uh, show opening. Uh, this is a very difficult subject matter to Ugh. approach, but the truth is, uh, this this dude had a had a tumor that was uh, causing him extreme rage. 
and he he does he does something really horrible, mm. and then he begins to journal about it in the living room. Just He's hearing down. voices, and it's getting all wrong. He um, it was such a, so intense because the show literally, literally opens with this. He comes into the house, and his mom comes home. And all you see is just blood splatter yeah, on yeah. the on the door. I know. Well, go, but it was it shows you. Whoa! Did he just? It made you think. What is going on with this guy to start murdering people? Well, later on, it's it's revealed that he in fact was sick for a period of six to eight weeks between Christmas and February. Mm-hmm. Now that's why it's so important to know what steps to take and what experts to see and how your loved ones should care about you appropriately. Exactly, because, I totally agree. You know, and when someone has uh, anger that's mm-hmm. that's extreme. And they are just not acting themselves. Don't ignore it. You've got to get 911. You've got to get some medical professionals involved. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about this show is it totally just takes the stigma of mental illness and says, you, you know, you, we're going to blow this out of the water. And it's it's going to be no more. You've got to go in there and, and address injuries in the brain, uh, mm-hmm. you know, emotions that are out Agreed. of whack and that type of thing. So this is just quite disturbing uh, just on every level. Um and then he, he writes down, it is after much thought that he decided, uh, you know, to take his mother's life. I mean, we're talking wicked to the core. He, and that's uh, why this episode is called Free Will, because even one of the people at the Cube uh, comes up to Dr. Black and he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, but that's that's after everything evolves. Right. But, right. Exactly. But that even just shows you what happens is that he goes on a shooting rampage and he they end up actually having to operate on him, which is the irony of it all. And the nurse, who's like, they're taking their time. And Dr. Black is like, hey, can we get this going a little faster? And he said, hey. One of the victims is none other than Dr. Bickman. I know. It's so crazy because you thought it was going to be um, Leo and... Oh, gosh, her name is blinking on me. Right. The other intern. The other intern. They're looking out for their grades. They're wanting to get the high honors and everything. They're at the food truck outside just chilling. And here comes the sniper up on the rooftop just aiming, deciding who's going to be his next victim. And they're sitting down eating finally back inside of the cube. And you hear gunshots go off. And you're thinking, so who is the victim? It's Bickman. That kind of rhymed a little right. bit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There you go. You saw what I did there? Well, and even before this, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Leo shows up at the psychiatrist's office. Dr. Mm-hmm. Black, psychiatrist, he shows up without an appointment to a psychiatrist. Oh, my gosh. You're totally skipping on the cover point. of a magazine. And he says, "I've well, I saw you on the cover of one of my mother's magazines, and, and that's why I came in to see you. <laughs> and then he totally corners her in her office, and she is requesting for him to leave. He jerks the phone out, throws it all over the office. He just goes into a rage. He's going ballistic. He wants to talk to her, and she's like, your side effects. He says, I'm having nausea. I'm having headaches. And she says, these are all side effects in which you need to see a doctor and he says no i've had like a bottle of ibuprofen it's not working for me there's something else that's wrong with me and i want to talk to you and she says you should go to the cube and, and he, he says, says sit down oh Ooh. I insist. I mean, that was like, you don't tell my sweetheart there. But I, I was, I know, right? And I I'm wondering, where's her receptionist or assistant? There was no buffer to keep the, usually you see someone say, no, sir, don't go in there. Who was it? Like, 
where is her assistant? Somebody should have been there to buffer. As a psychiatrist, I would think that you would want somebody like manning your front desk, not necessarily a security guard, but somebody that's there to just. Yeah. <laughs> I think he worked his way into the system. He was being pretty crafty there. And mm-hmm. uh, fortunately, she knew exactly how to keep herself calm, cool, and collected. Yes. In his mind, she morphed into his mother, which we didn't know if that was a good thing oh, or that's a bad a good point. thing. Yes. And then she's able to say, Danny, sweetheart, or whatever she says precious uh you know don't kill me you know don't do anything crazy and so then right you don't don't need to hurt anybody else and and so it was like the perfect thing and then he kind of wigged out and ran out the door and then he goes to the cube and you know she calls dr black to give her a heads up hey (laughs) so this guy who i think was about to kill me is now on his way to you (laughs) consider yourself warned good luck (laughs) so that was how doctor don't ever do that if someone comes after you don't give them my name or address please don't tell them to come to me don't do that doctor Black was already sending out the America's Most Wanted. Uh, I know. That was so crazy how quick the the uh, word spread. I'm glad that she was able to, they were able to stay on top of it. But yeah, he... He totally goes to the cube mm-hmm. on the roof, trying to take, he took out, uh, tried to take out three people. Bickman escaped in the neck. We don't know the severity of his injury. Right. Until Dr. Black comes into his hospital room and begins to analyze his situation. But I love how she was freaking out about it when she found out it was him. And everyone's like, we've got it under control. Like, don't worry. And then when the nurse was going slow, which we were trying to get at, was the nurse was going really slow. And she says, speed up while you pull his gurney so we can get him to figure out what's going on. He said, he just shot Dr. Bickman and is a killer. Why would I help him? And she just checked him. Like, we have to treat everybody like patients. And that's one thing that's so interesting and amazing to me in the world of medicine is that nobody, doesn't matter what you did, a sick person or ailing person or a hurt person, that's what they are. And our job is to fix them and cure them. Let them pay for what they did afterwards, but we still yeah. treat them like we would anybody else. Well, she laid into him and she she just set the record straight. She said, basically, not on my watch. We're going to be completely <laughs> objective. There's mm-hmm. going to be a non-judgmental attitude here. And that that was that was pro- total professionalism within that scope. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, they go into the operating room and in terms of professionalism, Dr. Bickman shows up, OK, in the operating room to take the tumor out of the sniper's head mm-hmm. and the sniper that just shot him. So there was uh, a lot of high emotion there. It was a lot of like ethical, medical, ethical, like problems there. Like that's allowed. So. You shot someone, and that person you shot is your could be is a surgeon, so they can operate on you. It gotta love the world of TV, (laughs) the wonderful world of television. Anything is possible. Ching for good drama, (laughs) exactly. Yeah, Yeah. it it, it did bring the drama. It definitely did. And And who comes to help him? Well, Leo had already been nixed earlier because he Mm -hmm. wasn't pulling in the grades. He no longer has a hyper memory. So Doctor Bittman was like, "Hey, you're out of here. You don't have honors." But then he's still hanging out. Dr. Bickman doesn't have an assistant. Leo's in there. He steps up, says, hey, I'll be your assistant. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have any other choices, really, at that point. So they work together. And then Bickman starts feeling pretty weak on his feet. I wonder why. Oh, because you just got <laughs> shot in the neck and could have died? <laughs> and I think it was just to kind of pull out... Dr. Black's emotions so we could really see how much she's truly caring for him. Oh, and they definitely showed it. She definitely likes Bickman. 
She does. And then she also mm-hmm. uh, is, is standing by when Leo has to, uh, the, the tumor's taken out of the sniper Danny's head, but then there's uh, the nerve, uh, some type of nerve starts, right. starts sort of erupting blood. And, and Leo has to come to the rescue, and he does, and he does a great job, and I think he really redeems himself in showing that he is very much capable and worthy of becoming a neurosurgeon if that's what he wants. He stepped up with some other qualities mm-hmm. that perhaps he didn't possess as much before having gone through mm-hmm. his own surgery. Like, I don't know, a slice of humble pie? Because he was so cocky because he had this great memory where he could remember everything and he never had to study. It all came naturally. And then he really was humbled after all of these experiences, which which I think he sometimes you have to go through these things to really appreciate the gifts that you have. Pride comes before a fall. And and they said a year. He had a year. He has a year for it to come back. So they didn't say Dr. Bickman when he sat him down before all of this happened. He said, "Okay, well, in about a year, you'll be back to normal. But until then, I think you should look into something else. Before his surgery, he was kind of irritating and unappealing. Oh, he was. I didn't like his character at all. I didn't really think about it at the time. But now he seems like just more sort of manly and you're seeing more character qualities and coming responsible out. and yes you know he was so arrogant i mean he was a little bickman in the making <laughs> he was yet, you know then he got humbled and then he said oh you know what let me yeah. let me approach this a lot yeah. differently than the way in which i was before and that's an interesting sort of story about how when you almost lose something and how you can uh, then then you want it back and when you do get it back you have sort of the bright attitude Ex- with it and I think that's what he needed and I think that's what it shows it showed and I think it was so successful in doing that because he's trying to help Bickman out and Bickman's like I don't need you helping me with after the surgery and he's bandaging him up and because he was he was still bleeding a little bit I'm on his neck. I'm not going to let an intern yes. be, treat me like a doctor. Or well, something. that intern just yeah. saved your AWS. So I think you need to be a little thankful because you almost killed a patient because you were being cocky and insistent on performing the surgery on somebody that after you just got shot. <laughs> I loved it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is... Uh, you know, later on talking about how he just had to take two Percocet and he was okay. I'm that, thinking, really? Because I know amazing. if I just got grazed in the neck, <laughs> I'd be laying in that hospital for a couple days. You'd have to pull me out of there because I don't know if I'd be ready just quite yet. <laughs> yeah, but Leo totally got the kudos from him after all. He did get the, he he did. and he got, he felt so sure about it. And at the end, he says, This is where I belong. I belong at the cube, which, okay tangent time so because i go on those sometimes have you noticed nobody wants to leave the cube yeah yeah it's a it's kind of magnetic well you've got all these uh, intellectuals Mm -hmm. and all this energy and and really when you're flying people in like in the last episode from syria they're one of the best medical facilities in the world i get that but nobody wants to leave their life big man wants to only live in a hotel the only place he feels he lives at is the cube um, Dr. Lena lives, literally has a lair okay. in the cube. Um, Leo says, I don't want to leave either. I never want to leave. Dr. Black, when she's trying, when she's, when Will says, she talks to Will and says, I had a really rough day. There was a shooting. Let me come be there with you. No, I'm, I'm going to sleep in the cube. That's my Dr. Black. That was a totally here. unnatural response to your fiance. 
Right? I'd say, please come get me. I mean, it's like, can honey, we go get ice cream? You know, yeah. <laughs> Cheer me up. I had a That's rough right. day at the office. You're going to get your favorite Starbucks or whatever. Right. Um, total foot massage, whatever that pampers you at that point. And that's, that's what he just, wanted to do. Uh-huh. And she turned it down and she wanted to do what? She slept at the cube. Nobody wants to leave the cube. <laughs> You're thinking something's in the water. <laughs> what? I love it here at the studios here at AfterBuzz, but I want to go home. You know, <laughs> like they just nobody wants to leave. I don't get that. Okay. I mean, I get it because they're so passionate about what they do. Well, that's the whole thing. Do you work to live? We've talked about this in a previous mm-hmm. episode. Do you work to live or live to work? And there's two different philosophies floating around. I think most of us probably come in and out of each one of those. If you're mm-hmm. really passionate about what you do, yes. And it's fascinating to see the world of doctors. They think very differently uh, because of their commitment level. They're going to be on call, uh, their mm-hmm. lives. How can you really build a personal life? And if you're a doctor watching, I want to totally hear from you as well. Yeah. And speaking of doctors, hearing from doctors, anyone that um, downloads us on iTunes, you can go to iTunes.com forward slash TV and search for Black Box. And you can also watch our videos on YouTube.com forward slash TV, And you can search for Black Box as well. And comment and let us know what you think, like, do you live to work or work to live? Which would you prefer? Yeah, that's a great uh, thing to and give explore. us a thumbs up comment. And if you're on iTunes, give us like what four or five star rating. We love five over four. Five is better. And definitely comment uh, any other questions that you have for us too. And be sure to give us a thumbs up in the like section. And we're going to give you our Twitter addresses at the end of the show. So stick around for that because mm-hmm. we want to hear your tweets. And we want to hear uh, from you about how you feel about the overall season because we are over the hump in a sense. We're Mm -hmm. we're more than halfway through the season. Way more. I think we have about five more episodes left. Right. And I have uh, some news to give here in a little bit about who we're going to have. One of the stars is coming on the show next week. And mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you who coming up in our news uh, segment. So Yay. stick around for that. We're really excited. She has totally confirmed one of the main stars of the show. Oh, yeah. clap, clap, bravo. How yeah. exciting. So we'll tell you who that is here in just a little bit. All right. So we have got to dive into the love triangle a little bit more. I agree. Couldn't agree with you more. <clears throat> what's going on here with uh, with Bickman and what's going on here with Dr. Black and they're they're having this relationship at the cube. It's not really developing outside of the cube. Is it going to be a work thing? But I think for them, they live at the cube. <laughs> so that's a life thing, really, if you think about it. I don't think it. he'll ever want to go back to that truck again. No, he's not that type. But, uh, but yeah, if you're just yeah. sort of scathed by a bullet. Uh, I don't know how good. It depends on what was at the food truck. Because if it was like the grilled cheese food truck or the Koji food truck. You might have to just let it go and yeah, that's <laughs> face true. your fears and go get so, a good some things a good sandwich. At, because remember that guy's eyesight was healed and at, <laughs> at, the, food, at the food. What truck. is at this food truck? You've got shootings. You've got miracles. I need to know what the name of that food truck is. Yeah, if you're in New York City, how often do you go to a food truck? Uh, those are somewhat popular here in LA, but I think I love food trucks yeah. out here in LA. I was going to food truck. I grew up in LA, and a food truck to me was totally normal. I never thought anything was wrong with going to a food truck. And some people would say, ew, do you get food from a truck? 
Yeah, they're like the best tacos I've ever had in my whole entire life. The best hamburgers, the best everything. Well, I grew up in Texas, so the best I got was the fruit off the the backyard tree. (laughs) (laughs) A fresh tomato, if they made it through the vine there. (laughs) All right, so... Bickman. Yeah, what is what is it's he uh, very, all about right now? I think Bickman is having has feelings for Dr. Black. Even when he was talking to the nurse or whoever it was in the hallway about have you gone to Bali before? Is it just the chase? I mean, is he just wanting to break up a, a meaningful engagement so he can say, I am the bomb? I think oh, he's yeah. catching feelings, but I think he's going <laughs> to rear back and that's going more into like predictions. So let me not rush, jump the gun just yet. But it's one of those things where I really feel like he, it is still a game to him, but maybe a game that like he's just really starting, he's really enjoying. Yeah. Now, mm-hmm. how is he going to respond? We're going to have to totally talk about that here in a little bit because uh, how is he going to respond if he finds out if she's bipolar? That was a real pressing question on my mind tonight as I was watching the show. Because mm, it's got to come out like. She's yeah. going to lose her job, though. Is she can't totally practice. Is he totally going to, like, detach and say, hey, I can't even be around you because my practice is everything? I don't know that it's going to be the loving, the oh. genuine loving response. Or he's going to keep yeah. her secret and help her keep her secret. Yeah. And maybe it allows him to understand or if he, he can help her stay on her meds. Maybe that'll be her motivation. Right. You know? Right. So overall tonight with the sniper, how did that work for you, Jade? Um, the sniper, I thought it was a very, very deep, intense storyline, especially because you see that he kills his mother. It's not implied. Like you see blood splatter and you think <gasps> that it's yeah. so it's, it was so intense. Yeah. And it, it was when they cut to the other storylines, I actually really wanted to see it pick back up because I really wanted to know. What was going on with him? What was going well, on in his mind? Because there's a reason why he's a featured character on here. It's not just right. somebody that you could tell that he was a good person or he is a good person. He didn't know because even at the hospital, when he wakes up from surgery, he says to them, well, I don't know why I'm arrested or why I'm handcuffed to the bed, but can you let my mom know that I'm okay? Yeah. And everyone says, well, I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> Someone else is going to have to tell him because I don't think he's ready to know that he did something, that yeah. he did, that he killed his mom. Because the last memory that he had was buying her a Blu-ray DVD player. Dr. Black told her Christmas to educate him, hey, uh, you're going to be going to the prison ward uh, hospital. <laughs> Our job here at the Cube is now done. FYI, you're handcuffed. Yeah, you're you're under arrest, sir. And don't even think about t- touching Dick, okay? <laughs> don't, That's what she's really saying. Yeah, get away from my Bickman. <laughs> don't you touch my Bickman. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> All right, let's get back into predictions. Are we ready? Are we? Did we do Boston? You're after I'll tell okay. Predictions. Jade, what you got for your prediction? My pre- I mean, there's so many. I think that Will is going to find Bickman and he's going to beat him up. Oh, <laughs> because at the end, Ooh. when he looks at that pen, he gets Ooh. a hint and he's on to her. He's not going to tell her that he's on to her, but he's after her for sure. Is he going to find them in a rendezvous at the hotel? I think he's going to piece some things together. And I think that's going to make him want to either say, well, then we can do whatever we want. I'm going to continue to play with Delilah <laughs> and get you really upset and jealous. 
or I don't see them parting ways. They're not parting ways. There's, it's not possible. How much of a meaningful relationship can can be there, though, when there's all this energy being spent on other people so much of the time? Well, once they focus their energy back to each other and they're faithful to each other, you don't ex- you see how much they really love and care about each other. So I think that's what the dynamic of the relationship is and what's going to make their story, that storyline so strong and intriguing is to see them go back and forth. I think that's what makes their relationship what it is, is the way that they go back and forth with each other. Okay. Well, I'm excited to see what Dr. Lena says, uh, or, you know, how it, how it evolves with her. What do you think is going to happen? How do you think it's going to involve? Okay. I think Leo might kind of take her by the hand and say, okay, we need to, we need to take you outside. We fix need you. To, yeah. He's he's going to try to do the man thing and put the fix on it. <laughs> do you think she could be a, a patient of the week? Uh, a patient of the week. You know, uh, that, yes, absolutely. They've uh, had, I mean, they've had right. care. Leo was a patient of the week. It's right. not. It's not like. I mean, Bickman was kind of a patient of the week since he got grazed in the neck by a bullet. I mean, (laughs) I feel that she could be a good patient of the week. I would love to see that story unfold and see them trying to help her and get her an apartment. Think, Okay, this takes place in New York. Imagine all the money she's saving right now on her salary. She's not paying rent. Yeah, but she's going to have to pay <laughs> some of that on her mental health. Uh, she can lose of, her job. It's yeah. against oh, the rules. You remember? That's, that's right. why she told Leo not to say anything Uh-oh. because so, she wouldn't vouch for him, which he needs to move f- to advance in his residency to possibly become a neurosurgeon. So she blackmailed him. <laughs> but really, it, he knows that it, her opinion's not really going to matter as much because he just pulled off some amazing feet there in the operating room. But, like, what's going on with the security? Nobody's realized that this woman has never left. She doesn't check out. I mean, you have to have a badge for a, a facility like that to check in and check out. I mean, okay. everywhere has that. She may have covered up a camera, kind of worked her. No, she does not someone. leave. Okay. Their security is trash. That is, like, the worst security <laughs> cards ever. <laughs> Nobody is checking for her. No one's ever thought, wow, she worked such late hours oh, and she's here early in the morning okay. i've never seen her leave there mm. could you think she's maybe working the system some though no okay <laughs> i think that she i think that they they all need right. to fire all the security and they need to hire a new staff because there's no reason why nobody should have realized that she has never left the cubes and she like all that stuff okay so she has like this lair like her home which has like those hydraulic doors that go whoosh When you open them, you mean to tell me nobody saw her bring in a painting, a bed, sheets, bedding, a toiletries, clothes. She has on different outfits all the time. It's not like you you always think, wow. Oh, you know what? Maybe there's a doctor in there that knows and he kind of covers for her. So you think she's got like a, like she has like a smuggling crew of some sort, (laughs) like a black market, black box meets black market of like smuggling home goods into your home. I just, I don't, I don't get it. Well, I'll tell you right now, uh, Catherine is going to have a bipolar episode. I can predict that for sure in the upcoming episodes. And then also her daughter, Esme Black mm-hmm. and Reagan, I believe, and the brother, they'll be coming back into the picture in the in the episodes ahead. Like and a heavier storyline with them? Because they've faded yeah. out a little bit. There might be some symptoms even, even come to play with Esme Black. But I'm going to tell you right now in our news segment, we'll just go ahead and do the news, news right gossip. now. 
We've got some amazing news tonight. Shabon Williams will be in studio with us awesome. next week. Great. I'm so excited. She's totally the star on Black Box that plays Esme Black. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine's biological daughter. However, she does not know that she is her biological mm-hmm. daughter. And we, as we know, bipolar is genetic, so she could be bipolar as well. And this could unfold in the episodes ahead. Maybe Shabon will let us in on some uh, secrets some of the and some storylines. And if you have any questions that you want us to ask her, also include that in your in the comment section on YouTube, right. so we can be sure to ask her as well. Because we love to hear from you guys. We want to keep this very interactive with everyone. So, and I know she would love to hear from the fans of the show as well. And we'll be sure to also blast that on our Twitter Twitter feeds as well. It's a great way to connect with her next week. So we want you to stay tuned. And that's going to do it for tonight. I'm Mindy Tom. You can totally find me at Mindy Charlotte on Twitter. And please give me your tweets this next week. Shabon Williams coming up next week. And you can find me at Real Jade's World on Twitter. God bless you. Have a good night. Thanks good for night. joining us. From executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.